0: Welcome to Day Zero Update for August 16th. I'm your host, Chris LoGi.
1: I'm Patrick Mifflin.
0: I'm Brian Perkins.
2: And I'm Dan Victoria.
0: And yeah, we've got a busy, busy week of stories here. Xbox uh, kind of making the the biggest stuff mm-hmm. uh, regarding their next console. Uh, 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 making a move is probably better for uh, their one launch game, but not great for their console. Eh. Uh, we'll talk more about that. Uh, and Epic decided to, uh, pull another stunt on their mobile providers, Apple and Google. And mm-hmm. got the result you expect out of them.
3: Uh, uh-huh.
0: we're talking about that. Uh, we got, uh, another delay of a big game that was supposed to come out this fall. Uh, and we got, uh, yeah, some more stuff here. In uh, one game that we talked about last week, I was hoping to get a free update, and I got the Monkey Paw wish uh, mm-hmm. off of that. So we'll talk more about that. Uh, anyway, for now, we'll talk about what we've been playing. Uh, for me, uh, I streamed Hitman 2 again yesterday, playing my socially distanced uh, Hitman challenge. Uh, did the uh, the next uh, set of maps here, uh, Marrakesh and Bangkok. Uh mm-hmm. was the tougher one because it literally starts to uh in like a back room surrounded by crowds, so I had to kind of uh time out the the social distance thing and just kind of uh squeak through the crowd as best I could because uh, it just does not does not give you much of an option there it 's uh one of the maps mm-hmm. where they they go overboard with the crowds uh to good effect but uh yeah, that one was a tough one uh because it was pretty easy to tip off uh crowds. Uh, or, uh, tip off, uh, the soldiers that are on that map, uh, to start shooting at you, so I had a few deaths. Uh, but I got to some good fun bits where I was, uh, showing people there's this one puddle in this hallway that, uh, you can, uh, mess with the surge protector that is sitting in it conveniently, and, uh, turning on the electricity to it as, uh, people walk by, and then somebody else walks by and it's like, oh my god, is that a body? And they walk over and, zzzz. Dead. Yeah. I just kind of keep doing it over and over <laughs> again yeah. Uh, until I got bored and was like, all right, we got to actually do this uh, properly, uh, which ended up uh, in that Marrakesh map with me kind of uh, getting spotted uh, in a weird way uh, where yeah. I went to this room where these dudes sleeping, I shot one in the head and conveniently it's, they're able to tell the difference between a sleeping uh, character and one that has uh, died uh, somehow. Mm. Uh, so they got freaked out about that. I shot them and then I went loud uh, and took out damn near every soldier that was in that area.
2: Uh, mm-hmm. so there's not
0: much uh, presence on this side of the map, uh, for much longer. And then I got to the underground tunnel that gets you between, uh, the ends of the map, uh, found a saber. I was like, all right, this is our, this is our weapon from now on. I just took everybody out by throwing a saber at them and killing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was, uh, a pretty fun way to end the, end that whole, uh, challenge there. Uh, then I went to, uh, Bangkok, which is a much easier map to get around without getting near people because it's kind of a, it's a hotel that has two kind of towers to it. Uh, one little like lobby area that connects them. So you kind of just do your business. Uh, we well, don't really have to go to the one end. The, the one end is, uh, kind of where the actual suites that you can go to are. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you go find the people and uh, get their cards. uh, You can kind of go through a bunch of these different areas for some extra stuff. I didn't even bother with that. So I took my uh, explosive I brought in, took out the the one dude who's hanging out in the front of the hotel uh, conveniently, and uh, went and found a way to take out the other dude, uh, which I eventually managed to get him alone and use some coins to lure him into a room. Or I could take him out by myself without anybody seeing him, uh, causing all the guards to become aggroed. So it yeah. wasn't too bad, just uh, time-consuming to kind of get around. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was a pretty fun little time. I got uh, two more maps for Hitman 1, so I should be able to get that done next weekend. Uh, and I'll we'll probably do some of the side maps, uh, uh, either the, the next campaign, or I'll do some of the side ones that they put out for Free for those that own the season pass. Uh, there's just a couple that are like Christmas themed. And a couple that are kind of just spinoffs to the other maps that just kind of do some cool little stuff to them. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's been going pretty well so far. Uh, Playmore Fall Guys. I have not won the, in the past couple days, which is convenient because they just put up, uh, a new, uh, crossover costume that is Enter the Gungeon themed. So it's mm-hmm. the, the bullet outfit. Uh, for that, which it requires five, uh, crowns for each half. Uh, and conveniently, I can't win anymore. So, uh, that's how it, it always works, but it's, I got a couple of days to hopefully eke out some more wins. I need to get nine more wins, I think, at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they put out the, the new ending map. Uh, that is the, I forget what the, the regular version's called, but the, the final one's Jump Showdown, where you kind of, uh, are on this map with two, uh, like padded rods that are kind of uh, sweeping across at different speeds, and uh, like every 30 seconds or 20 seconds, it drops one of the panels that are on the ground. So you have less less chances to uh, uh, avoid these uh, rods. And yeah, both times I've gotten to a point where uh, they're both coming at the same time. Up, oh, they're all dead. Uh, kind of. <laughs> to get knocked off uh towards the end, so that's kind of a uh, kind of weird I need to figure that one out I think the the winning strategy I saw was a dude went to the uh jumped over the gap to the other side and probably watched all of us get knocked off, so uh he probably won by not doing anything really so that's kind of where that's at uh play more American truck simulator still going through mm. Idaho for this. Uh, this event that they're doing i got one city left uh nampa idaho so i got to like my current plan is just drive over there and uh do uh some sort of delivery from that city so you can do it uh to a city or from a city to count for it uh one of the 11 cities there so nampa's the only one i haven't been able to get a delivery to it so i'm just going to go there drive over and there's only like two businesses there so it's not really too much business uh to be done there So I think that's kind of why, uh, depending on the city you have, it, it doesn't give you all that uh, much access to other uh, cities' uh, uh, deliveries, that kind of stuff. Uh, which results in some weird stuff last night when I was playing. Uh, that's where uh, I fucked up my uh, truck a bit, uh, crashing when I was watching a, watching whatever I had on the, the right screen of my dual, set mo- my dual monitor setup. Uh, you know, proving right the whole distraction is bad thing for driving, uh, kind of thing, just in a virtual manner. Um, I need to fix it and it's like you know, kept going through way stations, kept getting five hundred dollar fines for driving a fucked up truck. Uh, and it's it's like I don't I've I have not seen any been looking at all the, the stations I can get gas and that's from there's usually a repair station in one of those and I couldn't find it in any of the ones so I had to specifically stop between missions, uh, to find one, uh, which, they're not in every town, so that's even more troubling. Uh, so I'd, uh, do like a little trip to a different city, and that's where I found one, uh, to get my truck back in, uh, working order. So it's just basically like shutting off, like halfway, uh, like every few minutes when I was driving, which is not a great thing to do. Uh, it would turn back on after a few seconds, but, uh, that was not a great thing to have it do uh, while you're driving on the highway. Kind of thing, which, uh, yeah. So, still got a little bit more to do, but should be able to finish it here before the event ends uh, later this night. Uh, later tonight. Uh, but also been playing the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 demo. Uh, is that now for pre-orders? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the classic warehouse demo mm-hmm. uh, from the original game, but they've updated it so it's, it looks a bit more decrepit than the original.
3: Mm.
0: Uh there's like some puddles and such around. Uh that it looks really nice. It plays it plays very well so far. Uh it just shows mm. how long it's been since I have played a proper Tony Hawk game. Oh yeah. Uh and yeah, there's uh it just gives you Tony Hawk uh the one outfit he has. They show you some of the other stuff, like there's other outfits that require you to beat challenges to unlock them, which one of them's him in the plaid shirt and jeans. You know, uh, Dad Tony Hawk kind of thing. Uh, and they do do a good thing with uh, the intros where they kind of show like the classic uh, like uh, trick videos when you start. Uh, and then it kind of uh, morphs into widescreen newer ones. They show like, you know, old Tony Hawk and his son and the other new uh, additions to the roster. Uh, I think there's only four songs in the uh, the soundtrack for this demo. One's Rage Against the Machine. There's Goldfinger, and there's a couple others. Yeah, uh, yeah it's a uh, it's uh, it's a pretty good demo. Hopefully, they make it uh, widely available so people can actually check it out and see that. Uh, you know, I think they've got this one right compared to the last time they tried to uh, remake uh, the first game. Mm. And made it in, I think it was Unreal Engine. And the physics were all messed up and all that. Because they were probably trying to rush it versus trying to do something more faithful. Uh, but yeah, that seems, it seems like that's going to be a, a very good game. And it's, uh, 40 bucks coming out mm-hmm. um, in a few weeks here. So. Nice. Uh, that's been, uh, that's been it for me. How about you, Pat?
1: So, on last weekend, I alluded to a, a- an arcade racing game that was kind of like the redneck love child of Sega rally in Daytona USA. And that game is burning road, which was released in North America. Um, but it, I guess it didn't have much, um, circulation. Um, I've been playing the hell out of it and it's a lot of fun. Um, it's definitely more chaotic than its influences. Um, just being a truck racer in general, but it is a hell of a lot of fun and it definitely wears its pedigree well. And so if, if there's anyone out there looking for hidden gems on the PS1, then you could do a lot worse than um, picking up Burning Road. Um, then, uh, Moving over to the import side of things, I, I played quite a bit of a Sammy Studios um, racing game called Racing Groovy Versus um, which is cut a little more from the Ridge Racer cloth than anything Um, it's it's hard as hell but it's a lot of fun to play and um, even though there are a lot of cars to choose from they all feel super distinct from one another which is really the mark of a good arcade racing game because um you know variety and gameplay goes a long way there. Um, other than that, I'm still playing Wipeout three, uh the special edition for the PlayStation, and um in addition to that, uh, i've been uh, I've been playing East Five on Super NES which is the only E's game not to be released in North America in any form. Yeah. And let me tell you, this one is, it's a real turning point for the series in a lot of ways. And it it really feels like they tapped into some of the Legend of Zelda's energy um, for this one in particular. Um, I'm having a blast with it. And I'll probably end up playing a little more of it after the show here. But that's been it for me.
3: All right. Uh, Well, as for me, I am playing Code Vein still. Uh, I am now halfway through it now, um, officially. Uh, And you can tell it's sort of a halfway point because there's a big reveal about sort of the nature of sort of the apocalypse that they're currently sort of living through the aftermath of and where all of the quote-unquote revenants that's uh, vampires that basically every character in this game is and um, specifically where they came from and who was responsible for them uh, and it also reveals uh, where the, uh, the blood beads which are basically the sort of blood substitute that a lot of these um, revenants use as their food source um, where they actually come from and yeah it's uh it's. I, I forgot to mention something about one of the mechanics of this game. I don't think I've brought up yet, but um, in the this uh in this game's universe, whenever a revenant dies, they leave behind something that's called a vestige, and it's more or less like their heart, I guess. Um, what ha- basically what happens is if a person if a revenant die, uh, does not get, like, blood for too long, eventually they go, uh, what they call frenzy, and that eventually turns you into what they call the Lost, and the Lost is basically most of the enemy characters that you've been fighting, um, and the character that you play as, when she picks up, when he or she, I play a female character, but when they pick up a Vestige, uh, they have an ability where they can actually, um more or less purify that vestige and they can get from it what they call a blood code, which is a, blood codes are basically a character class that you can sort of change on the fly. But the thing is, um, before you purify these vestiges, you actually go through uh, the memories of the individual who had that vestige. Um, And what it does is it takes you into this sort of Area where you're sort of walking through these various. It can be like a hallway or like a street corner, or you know, a building or something. And you'll get like these sort of still diorama scenes that sort of narrate the memory of these people and what causes and what you know their what their memories were, what caused them to die, things like that. Um, Some of them are particularly bracing because they happen. As the apocalypse is happening, and often quite suddenly, <laughs> um, and it's really neat. It's it's one of the unique sort of ways that they they give you lore in this game, and it's it they're definitely all worth finding if you can. Um, but uh, like I said on Let's Weekend, the one issue I'm sort of having with this game is depth perception, and I figured out because um. Figure, and I've kind of actually figured out what the issue is um, after having played both this and Bloodborne side-by-side, side, which is the other game I've also started playing because, you know, Code Vein kind of gave me uh, gave me the Soulsborne thirst, and I was like, i got to play Bloodborne again, so I reinstalled Bloodborne. And um, I found out it's because, unlike in Bloodborne or in Dark Souls, uh, the characters in Code... your character in Code Vein, when they attack... They don't really well when you when you attack in Dark Souls or Bloodborne your character always sort of puts a little bit of like momentum behind their attack that causes them to sort of not so much dash but sort of like do a strong step forward with their attack but in Code Vein a lot of your weapons you don't do that. And so if you've played a if you've played Bloodborne or Dark Souls and then you play Code Vein and you're trying to attack a character it's, you might end up making the mistake of thinking that, you know, when you're attacking, you're going to have all this momentum behind it, but you don't. And so you end up kind of having a problem trying to figure out, you know, how far your attack reach is. You get used to it eventually, but there are still points where you're like, I got a sword and I can hit this guy. And it's like, wait, why am I not hitting And you realize It's because I'm just shy of the full range of this attack. But, uh. Yeah, so uh, that's, and yeah, like I said, I've also been playing Bloodborne, um, and I forgot how unbelievably difficult that game is, um, and how easy Code Vein is in comparison to it, Um, but again, like with Code Vein, it's hard, but it's not unfair um, most of the time. There are still some camera angle issues that I have in Bloodborne. Um, especially against the first boss, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, what I've been playing. So, uh, Dan Reb, what about
2: you? Yeah, um, I really haven't been playing much of anything, mainly because we're going through the, uh, biggest and longest heat wave we've had in California this year, and I live in the house, so we don't have AC, um, Mm -hmm. I I am sitting in front of my tower fan as we speak, but it's off because I don't want any bad feedback for, uh what I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I, when I do have time to play games, or, or when I do want to, I've been playing Fall Guys and Animal Crossing. Um, Fall Guys, like, um, as we all know, it's like a really popular Battle Royale right now. It's pretty much in the vein of NXT and American Ninja Warrior. Uh, mm-hmm. a review just went up on Smash Pad. Uh, we liked it. Um, but yeah, like I, I actually had eight wins in this game. So, you know, the fact that I actually can win does motivate me to play. And then I saw a trophy that's... Uh, and in order to obtain that trophy, you have to win five straight times. And uh, <laughs> Fuck this shit, Yo, you? Fuck yeah. Me. But um, yeah. From what I've played so far, it's like it's it's incredibly fun. They've uh, they've added like um new mini games uh, uh, over the past week, but I haven't really uh, gotten the chance to really try those much because I've been uh, dying more often. But no, it's still a fun game. Uh, Animal Crossing. I've just been doing my dailies. Um, and on Sundays they have fireworks now. And one of the cool things about the fireworks is that you can actually design them yourself. So, you know, mine have been pretty much, like, progressive stuff. I, I, I've been putting Black Lives Matter and Fuck Trump on my fireworks. So nice. a- mm-hmm. um But, yeah, because it's been hot, I've just been, like, staying downstairs and watching anime. And I know this is more of a let's Weekend stuff, but I'll go ahead and talk about it anyway. Um, with The anime industry has seen sort of a slowdown because of COVID, but for the most part, things are coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been into Food Wars, Shokageki no Soma. Um, it's yeah. on my last And a lot of people don't like it, because it's it's far more ridiculous than it has been in, in, in its whole time, but I don't know. I, um, I still find it fun. Uh, they, they've, they've been cooking with uh, chainsaws and shit, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> there, there, There's a couple new anime that I I just got into. Uh, one of them is called The Misted of Demon, um, Demon, Acad- Demon King Academy, mm-hmm. and It's about this um, guy who's pretty much the demon king who can just kill people just by looking at them. And uh, it's pretty cool so far. I've only seen the first episode, but um, I'm really enjoying the art design. And um, the characters seem pretty cool. Um, My thing is that it's just a little, at least the first episode was was a little violent for me. So that it made me want to watch something else for a bit. Um, And that something else was um, Rent a Girlfriend, which is about this college kid who uh, broke up with his girlfriend after a month because she called yeah. somebody else, and then he decides to rent a girlfriend, which is, you know, it's it's, it's Japan, so it's going to be weird. He went
3: and got an escort, basically. Yeah,
2: except, you know, there, there's, like, no kissing or, like, sex involved, but, I it's pretty weird. Um, I I got through the first six episodes, because that, that, that's all that's available for now, and, like, episode five, like, has him jerking off, and it shows, like, it hit his entire spank bank, and I'm like, okay, this is the first time I've seen this in an anime. I'm like um, I, I don't know how they'll try how they'll try to, try to dub this, but it was interesting, but um yeah I, I've, I've also um started to rewatch the- enchi- entire Ghibli collection, uh so I've watched um uh, Porco Rosso, Castle of Kagliostro, Castle in the sky, Kiki's delivery service
3: mm-hmm.
2: all that so I, I've just been in an otaku anime mood, and uh, considering the heat, I'd say that's okay that's Yeah. All.
0: All right. So yeah, let's uh let's get to the the news of the week. So we have a a good bit of stuff here. Uh first one uh brings back Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 back into the fold uh because Tony Hawk talked about uh renaming one of the moves in the game. Uh particularly the mute air uh which uh was named after a friend of his who uh uh, Chris Weddle, who was deaf, uh, was mm-hmm. this move that he had created, uh, and was, a was in tribute to him back in the early 80s, which, uh, was definitely a different time as far as, uh, inclusivity. Uh, now that name is not so great anymore, because uh, he's not actually mute. He can actually talk, but, uh, decided that, you know, with the game, they're going to rename it the Weddell Air. Uh, so, uh, kind of just Completely dedicate the move to his uh, name versus just the uh, just that kind of weird archaic name, uh, which is pretty cool to see. I'm still kind of looking back at some of these the names for these moves and uh, updating them when when it makes sense to do so. Uh, especially as they're kind of uh, upping the kind of uh, diversity of the game with uh, the new new skaters that are in the game. Uh, I think they have a, a kid that's black. There's a girl that's a uh, Japanese. Uh, a few girls are in it, in it as well, so, uh, definitely something you didn't quite see until some of the later Tony Hawks, uh, in the series, so, yeah, that's, a uh, that's some good news here. Not too much good news on this, uh, list here, but, uh, there's mm-hmm. one of them. Uh, and sort of the opposite thing, uh, Forza Horizon 3 is, uh, reaching the end of its life. It's going to be delisted here on September 27th, uh... Much like Forza Horizon 2 and some of these other games uh, mm-hmm. have had to do so, uh, probably doing due, due to licensing for music and all that. Uh, but until that uh, happens, they are putting uh, the game on sale. You can get the uh, like the standard edition, ultimate edition, and the expansion pass. Maybe the uh, the two big expansions uh, on sale uh, before then for some pretty decent prices. Uh, so yeah, if you haven't missed have missed that game or didn't have some of the DLC uh the two expansion campaigns are pretty good additions. Uh taking you to some new areas. I like the the first one's like a a snowy mountain area. Uh, and the second one is the Hot Wheels area. So lots of track that is the like, like the classic kind of uh orange track uh kind of thing. So uh yeah, so that's uh is a way to kind of get back into that game if you haven't uh, in a while.
2: Mm
0: hmm. And uh, speaking of DLC, uh, Shimagama Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster, which I sort like of get announced last, uh, last uh, month. Yeah. Uh, there's one particular part of that uh, original game that people were warning was also going to be in this game uh, Dante from the Devil May Cry series. Uh, yeah, it's actually going to be in uh, as mm-hmm. DLC. Uh, it seems like in Japan it's going to be about 10 Uh which is pretty expensive, but I assume Capcom is not going to be cheap about it. But uh, that'll be out in October, or the, the game will be out in October. The DLC, I'm not sure when it's going to be out in Japan. But uh, assuming that uh, things go well, that should be out early next year, at some point over here, along with uh, the DLC being... On sale.
3: Yeah. Before, uh, basically before the uh, before the Persona series, like, really took off with Persona 3 sort of becoming like a sleeper hit.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, this was kind of a lot of people's sort of first, uh, a lot of people's sort of first uh, impression or first exposure in a major way to the Magama Tensei series. I won't, of course, I will not mention the original persona release for PlayStation cuz that thing was a absolute disaster but yeah and uh it shows people like oh yeah uh this series is weird <laughs> yeah yeah
0: definitely and
3: the noc- the nocturne uh the nocturne sort of portion of the whole series in particular is especially weird because of all the sort of weirdly, sort of, the weird combination of both, like, sort of sexualized enemy design and all of the sort of odd uh, religious terminology that they use. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, remember, this was, like, 2003, so...
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, Still, so. We,
3: we weren't quite used to that just yet. No. I mean, now, if you play a JRPG and you hear this, like... You know, how cliche.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially for Atlas games, because uh, the Persona games are full of that kind of stuff.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, so, yeah, you'll be able to hopefully check out Dante here sometime next year.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, speaking of other things coming out... I just uh, really can't wait
2: until, like, new people try this series out have only been only played Persona and Final Fantasy, but like, what the fuck? This is so hard.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going to... Uh... It's gonna it's gonna screw with some people's minds just absolutely.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Nocturne especially
3: especially because it's it has a weirdly bizarre like Inception style storyline that gets way convoluted and just goes in some really bizarre directions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, speaking of stuff that is coming uh, to North America, the Neo Geo MVSX. Uh, is confirmed for North America release uh, November. Uh, five hundred bucks with fifty games built in. It's a seventeen-inch display, uh, LCD display. Fifty games, uh, mostly fighting games, but there's some non-fighting stuff on this list. Uh, I see like all the Metal Slugs one through five and X. Uh, there's like Top Players Golf, Super Sidekicks, Super Troopers. All these games here at the bottom, Baseball Stars, Football Frenzy, uh, that kind of stuff. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, uh, real bouts, Fatal Fury, Semi-Showdown, fun, uh, King of Fighters, World Heroes, mm-hmm. uh, Art of Fighting, Last Blade, uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, okay, so for 450, you can get the tabletop version. That's just like the top half of it. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you want it uh, for the whole thing, it's 50 bucks. Extra bundled win with it uh, for $500 uh, to add, like, a base to it that is kind of classically styled. Like, I don't know if those are functional coin uh, returns in there, or what, but uh, if you somehow buy it separately, the base will cost you $100. Uh, That seems like a a heck of a thing if you uh, really want that kind of experience uh, in a way that's... Mm. uh, you better hope you have people that can come over cause that's going to be the big thing. Uh, huh. cause who knows what's going to happen here in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah. The, there was a big update for the last of us part two. Yep. Uh, that came out uh, they, this week.
3: Uh, huh. they got the, what's called the grounded difficulty. Yeah. Um, which basically it's the new sort of hardest difficulty you can get. And, uh, I mean, the game's already fairly difficult by it already. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, um, in my opinion anyway, The, the Last of Us Part Two was far more easy to do than the original game was. Like, most of my problems was the fact, or not really a problem, but I, I feel like there were more resources around than there should have been, and it, it didn't really add much to the survival aspect of it until, like, you get to that one boss, which I'm sure you know what I'm talking about.
3: Oh, yes.
2: Uh, but yeah, like, uh, I definitely welcome the kind of difficulty... Does that mean mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go back to it? No, I, I already platinumed it. Especially yeah. with, with with the new permadeath mode. Yeah, definitely not. I, mean, <laughs> I want no part of that.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> they added this uh, grounded difficulty that uh, has you know ammo upgrades and crafting materials uh, that are more scarce. Uh, removes things like the listen mode, uh, deactivating elements of the HUD, and more stuff. Uh, and they've unlocked it from the start, so you can kind of start with just that without having to beat the game. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, along with that, they introduced a new permadeath mode, uh, which has uh, some options. So you can just make it, you know, no checkpoints at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can complete the entire game without dying. Uh, but you can also uh, have it with checkpoints on a per chapter or per act basis. So uh, you might have to get through like each full day. Mm -hmm. Uh, without dying, or else you have to start all over again. Uh, That kind of thing. Uh, You also get, uh, yeah, they added two new trophies for each of these modes. One for completing with any permadeath mode enabled. Another for beating on Grounded difficulty. Uh, These are just additional additional set of trophies, so they don't count towards the Platinum. Uh, But along with that, they've added new graphics options. Uh, Mm -hmm. A good variety of them. I think they said there's about 30 new uh options uh rendering modes that you know they show some screenshots here one kind of adds like a kind of cell shaded look to it it's kind of almost kind of looks like a, a scanner darkly like that kind of mm-hmm. uh there's one that they call i think 8 bit mode yeah uh which is it's not really makes the characters 8 bits more just lowers the fidelity uh the whole thing the whole screen mm mm-hmm. in a way that kind of just makes it look more blurry Uh, they also add new audio options as well, modifiers that allow you to change the look and feel of the game, so uh, you kind of get some of that uh, stuff there. They also added some uh, gameplay modifiers that can add some new twists to the gameplay, Uh, things like you go mirror world or have it mirror when you die, Uh, slow motion, uh, bullet speed mode, which I'm not sure what that is, but there's uh, some here for infinite ammo, crafting, melee durability, listening mode range. Uh, one shot that I assume means you get hit once you, uh, die, but you can probably also kill enemies with one shot. Uh, some that, uh, changed the audio to be like 8-bit or 4-bit audio, or what they call helium or xenon, which I think is probably high-pitched or low-pitched noises. Mm-hmm. Uh, and along with that, uh, okay, those are accessed by the ex- extras menu, and you'll unlock them after completing the game once. Uh, along with that, they've also added a number of new options to the settings. Uh, you can disable listen mode if you want. Uh, turn off or lower the film grain. Uh, saves. Now display play time up to the second when you go to save. Mm-hmm. Uh, most are, uh, yeah, they added a motion sensor function uh, for aiming. So you can do the gyro aiming on that. Uh, as well as some uh, aim acceleration options, aiming ramp power o- uh, scale options, and more accessibility improvements. Yep. Uh. Collectible tracking, enhanced list mode for collectibles, and uh, some stuff for rope gameplay, that kind of stuff. So, uh, quite a big update for the game. Mm-hmm. Has more, more options and cool ways to kind of enhance replays and all that kind of stuff, uh, which is always cool to see. Yep. Well, now we get to the the tougher part of this. Uh, the news here: we got some delays. Uh, the first and, one. To be kind of honest. Some of these, I kind of thought.
3: Yeah, I you know, some of them is because, you know, they're uh wanting to put more work into some of their games and others are yeah, we don't want to try to compete with Cyberpunk 2077.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so the the first one here is Vampire of the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 has been delayed uh to 2021. Uh originally had a dates uh in March 2020. So it's uh, almost a full year of delays, but uh, they say in their uh, announcement here, uh, they, let's see, uh, do the quality bar and ambitions we have set for ourselves, made the difficult decision that we need more time. Uh, Yeah, that that means our goal to release in 2020 is no longer possible. is Mm -hmm. one of the changes we were making to ensure the best player experience possible. Uh, Yeah, They said they tried, tried some other options, see what might actually help them better uh get this out, but decided that the date was the easiest thing to do yeah. to help them get what they want. Uh so yeah, hopefully that's that game turns out alright. Mm-hmm. Uh let's see. The next one, the the one that kind of shook out the whole week, uh was Halo Infinite has been delayed to twenty twenty one. Yeah. Uh Microsoft's one main uh launch title uh, it's no longer gonna be a launch title. Nope. Uh, which kinda makes the, the launch of the Xbox Series X kinda feel more like the Xbox One X. Mm-hmm. Where their big launch title there was, uh, I think it was Crackdown 3. Yeah. And that got delayed I- like a good year, here in like three months, something like that. hmm. Uh, which was wild to see. Uh, and yeah, as they say, that's, you know, uh, ongoing COVID related impacts affecting, uh, them all year. Uh, as well as other, other issues that have come up. Uh, cause I think they were kind of planning something of a, a weird launch for this game that was gonna have it come out for the consoles, uh, both consoles. And it yeah. wouldn't have like ray tracing, some stuff like that for Xbox Series X. That was kind yeah. of, uh, kind of weird that it was like, oh, well, you know, add that stuff in later, uh, which has kind of been a big issue for Halo this whole gen. Because uh, that Master Chief Collection came out and was very, very rough, uh, uh, if not broken, for large parts of that game. Uh, it took them a few years to get it to a state that was, uh, uh good, I guess, in the past couple, past year or two here. Um. But yeah, it's gonna be wild for what this means for the Xbox Series X's launch lineup. Which I don't know. There's been too many consoles to come out that had no first-party games.
2: Yeah, this is extremely rough. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna discount the COVID thing. As someone that works in the industry, I totally get it. Yeah. But the, the timing of this is totally weird. I mean, what? This was announced a few days ago, yeah. and this was like you know, a week or two after the you know the big event where where, where Halo was the main event, and like yeah. You know, like uh, like people have said like yeah it, it it doesn't really look like a showcase of what the next generation can be but at the same time you know that the, the game did look fun and it's it's it's, it's de- it was definitely going to be a showpiece for the Xbox Series X launch and mm-hmm. I, I can't think of anything more crippling like like i'm not even a halo person i don't even play first person shooters all that much but this is enough for me to really not care about the Xbox Series X launch, and it, it doesn't even really affect me because I, um, I'm a Game Pass member anyway. But mm-hmm. this is just wow, you know, and and like again, the timing. Like I think something must have actually happened because this this was also a few days after the the announcement where they said uh, the multiplayer was going to be free to play. So, yeah. like I don't know whether there was something wrong with single player player um, development or whether they just thought you know, the game didn't look good enough with, with your example of the whole no, no ray tracing yet, but like, I don't know, like the, the timing of this, I mean, like, just last week, Major Nelson and um, uh, Phil Spencer were, were, were talking about how great the game would be and then all of a sudden, Wednesday when it happens and, you know, it's not coming anymore, but it, it's yeah. really
3: rough. There, I don't know what it is, but there is something that has been going on with three four three for quite a few years now, and I'm not sure if it's just... If there's, like, a management problem or they're just having trouble getting all their ducks in a row, but, like, they just cannot catch a break, can they? Like, you know, these are the same people. We had, like, the Master Chief Collection, and that was, like, a huge, like, months-long debacle to get that thing functional. And then there was the problems with, uh, what was it? I think it was uh, Halo 5 or whatever, and it's, like... And the, the
0: injection of microtransactions into the, the multiplayer.
3: Yeah, it's trying like... to be more
0: esports-friendly.
3: Yeah. There's some weird shit going yeah. on in corporate over there. And...
0: I think part of this is they're at the point where they were going to be hitting like the, the final stretch. Yeah. As they try to kill bugs and all that kind of stuff to get ready for the launch mm-hmm. uh, here in about three months. And so I imagine nice. they got to this point of looking like what all the work they had to do just to get it ready for that and realized, yeah, this, this isn't going to come together like we expect. Yeah. Uh, And that's, uh, that's unfortunate. And I think uh, Phil Spencer said like they even considered uh, splitting the game up, getting the multiplayer out, you know, uh, for launch uh, for the console, maybe delaying the campaign, which I don't know that that, that might have been feasible, but it also would have been like, okay, now you just launched the Halo game without the most interesting part. Yeah. Whatever that multiplayer would be, because I don't think they had shown anything of that yet.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
0: but other than just talking about, so, oh, it's going to be free-to-play, kind of think you will need Gold to, to check that out. So, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of wild. It'll be interesting to hear like what the issues were sort of afterwards, after mm. this game is out, and see, like, what exactly? I mean, like,
2: in the ideal world, like six weeks from now, we should be hearing about these PS5 and Xbox Series X games going gold. But, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's kind of wild. So I think the only other game I think that could be launching on the Xbox Series X uh, from Microsoft would be the console port of Gears Tactics. Mm-hmm. I think that's a game that still hasn't come to consoles, maybe flight Sim. That's supposed to be coming out on PC here pretty soon, but I forget if that is uh, PC exclusive or not. Um, I,
2: I, I'm actually holding out hope for Hellblade 2, But that's not a that's not a console seller, to be, to be honest.
0: Yeah, that would be. Yeah. I I it's still like next year uh, for that, but I'm not sure on that front. But yeah, it's definitely this. Uh, these launches here are showing the the effects of COVID, just uh, getting these games ready for something so big. Uh, of these new consoles, because there's a there's a lot of work to go into it, uh, just to be ready for the launch, and that's why you know usually don't see uh, that many new games on day one for these consoles
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: at any point. Uh, at least for Xbox Series X, they've got their BC uh, uh, plans that are going to help help uh, make a, make that not a total train wreck. Uh, and they're going to have mm-hmm. some. They're gonna be new third party games, you know, Assassin's Creed, Valhalla, and some of the others. Uh, NB2K, Madden, FIFA, and all that. But yeah, it's. It's gonna be interesting to see how these holidays go. And see if the. The promise of BC is kind of the thing that gets people to still check this thing out. Uh, but yeah, so, kind of coming off the heels of this announcement, uh, Microsoft very much came out and said, hey, Uh, We're still planning a November launch for Xbox Series X, Mm -hmm. Uh, still pushing the uh, thousands of games spanning four generations as now like a major selling point of this thing now because there's no Halo Infinite Mm -mm. uh, to go with that. So yeah, this interesting uh, article has some uh, interesting bits of information here. Like they highlights uh, uh, the reasons to kind of still check it out on day one. Uh, things like uh, more than 50 new games planned for this year across yeah. generations and optimized for Xbox Series X, including Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dirt 5, which I think just got delayed uh, just a little bit. I think it's coming out like October 16th, uh, and I think 13th if you buy the special edition. Uh, they mentioned Gears Tactics here, so that might actually be something new for consoles. Uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon and Watch Dogs Legion, uh, and Tining Smart Delivery. Uh, New games developed for for Xbox Series X and launching with Xbox Game Pass. Like the Medium, Scorn, Tetris Effect Connected, and I like a... I think that wording means they're... I don't know if these are actual launch titles. I don't know. Uh, But then also, more than 40 popular games. Newly optimized, take advantage of Xbox Series X. Like Destiny 2, Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and Madden NFL 21, and more. So... Yeah, the shared library of great games through Xbox Game Pass. Uh yeah, mentioning September fifteenth, you can uh, stream games uh, from XCloud to your Android phone or tablet. Uh, yeah, more BC talk. Yeah, so that's kind of their messaging right now for what this console is going to look like at launch. Uh, mm. Still looking forward to hearing more details on these consoles. Oh, everything about it just yet, uh, especially. And yeah, November date is a, a November. Just announcing the month is kind of weird, because I'm like, I, I want a year day, even if it's late November or whatever. But
2: I mean, yeah. that's pretty much gonna be assumed anyway.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Also, more more uh, potential uh, evidence that the Xbox uh, lockhart is an actual thing. I mean, uh-huh. Microsoft not wanting to tell us anything about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as somebody has supposedly gotten hold of a controller in the wild, uh, for I don't forget where he's at, but he said he got it through a retail uh, or a resale website offer up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That is the all white controller, uh, showing uh, packaging and all that. That mentions Xbox Series X slash S on it, uh, sort of suggesting it said he only got it for thirty five bucks. Which is weird that this this thing is even out uh, in the first place. Uh, could be a Could be a fake controller, who knows? Uh, but yeah, it's uh, at least seems like it's kind of recognized by the console. He uh, tried to uh, sync it up to, but yeah, further further evidence that this thing might might be happening, despite it being now potentially like three months left until launch we still don't know one of the two consoles. Yeah. I think they also just announced that they're stopped. You remember when Xbox 2020 was the thing, the the whole series of events? Yeah. where They did one and never did another one called that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just now said like, yeah, we're not, we stopped that. Cause it's, uh, did not fully describe like what sort of plans they had for talking about this stuff, which makes sense. And yeah, it's like, some weird messaging out of this, out of Microsoft here at this point. But we still got time for prices and pre-orders and dates and all this stuff to get announced. So still more waiting. Of course, there's lots of, lots of jokes that uh, people waiting in line for the consoles be like, I don't know what the price is yet. I hope we find out. We <laughs> check out, uh, yeah. that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, speaking of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the creative director for that game, uh, Ashraf Ismail. Uh, mm-hmm. has, who stepped down back in June, uh, has been officially fired Yep. Uh, following the, uh, external investigation into the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, no real details, uh, for the firing, but, uh, said that, uh, that Ashraf's employment with Ubisoft had to be terminated yep. as a result. Uh, but yeah, from what we heard from people talking about it, uh, his, uh, uh, potential victims, alleged victims, uh, said that basically he was using his status as, you know, uh, a director of Ubisoft games as a means to uh, hook up with women in the industry, mm-hmm. uh, despite him being married. Yeah, uh, That kind of thing, which is uh, maybe one thing if it's just the extramarital affairs, but using his position at Ubisoft will definitely uh be a thing that would get a major company to can doing it that direct uh so yeah that's uh that's one name, but uh hopefully there are more to come because there's not been too many that have gone down. Yeah, uh
3: Ubisoft is lousy with uh sexual harassment and sexual assault allegations. There's like a whole culture that's grown in that company that has been around and not only known by management, but instigated and protected and covered up for decades at this point. Um,
0: yeah. And they allowed some of the top names to sort of retire instead of getting fired. So they could yeah. keep their benefits, uh, which is not, not a great way to deal with it. When you come to, you know, this guy who gets shown the door and kind of, you know, dealt with that way. Uh, but yeah, uh, also, speaking of people that are leaving, a company they've been in, been at for a while, uh, Laszlo Jones, you might know as Laszlo from the various Grand Theft Auto games, yeah, uh, as one of the the DJs of their talk radio stations. All the way back since, uh you sure, three.
3: since, yeah, GTA 3.
0: Yeah, we ran, what was it, Shatterbox? Yep. I think they called it back then. Uh, he has uh, left the company. Yep. Uh, after being there for nearly 20 years.
3: Oh yeah.
0: Uh which is a hell of a long time. But yeah, he's uh people spotted this uh from his LinkedIn page. Uh which shows that he left back in like April of this year. Uh but that he had joined the company uh about April of twenty uh two thousand one. So about almost nineteen uh, just about six months before GTA three's release. Which was a huge huge point in this industry. of the first big open world games on consoles. Mm. Uh yeah, and his his radio stations have been some of the most fun fun parts of those games over the years. Uh especially the one in GTA five where he just gets to be like the the normal person dealing with all the the races and shit he's uh, not calling it on his radio station. Uh and yeah, and he also had a physical presence in cutscenes as a character. Uh in GTA five. So yeah, that's uh sad to see him go but uh more people leaving rockstar mhm uh, in terms of big names so uh let's see remember last week when i said controller was a cool game and i hope they do a free upgrade uh. <laughs> uh, they decided to actually do it but uh not in the way you wanted it to <laughs> yeah so they announced the uh, control ultimate edition
3: mhm
0: uh which is the game with uh, the dlc Uh, And all that's packaged up. It's out... I think it's out on PC, on Steam, August 27th. Mm -hmm. And uh, September 10th for PS4, Xbox One, and Epic Games Store. uh, That includes the the new expansion, Awe. uh, It features Alan Wake. uh, And the trick is that this Ultimate Edition is the only way to get the upgrade version for next-gen consoles. Despite the fact that if you bought the Digital Deluxe Edition at at launch, that comes with all of the same content, uh, you get shut out of that. Uh, and this will be a $40 Ultimate Edition, so a pretty decent price for that stuff. But, yeah, very much uh, shows uh, it makes 505 look like uh, a company that's like, this is like one of our first big-selling games. We need to bring some more of that money in. Mm-hmm. Uh, by making people rebuy. the Just for the ability to get a proper running version on consoles. Yeah. Because uh, that version of the game, uh, even on Xbox One X and PlayStation 4 Pro, uh, had some issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're on the the, va- the base consoles, it was, uh, from what I heard, very much not, not a good game at all. mm mm-hmm. uh, So I would, I would have hoped and expected that they would just do everybody uh, a solid. Because... That'd be the one way of making up for those tech issues. Uh, but nope, they're uh, going to ask you for another 40 bucks. Yep. Which is going to get me to not buy any of the DLC and get this when it's on sale. That it, sucks.
2: Yeah, I thought 505 was cool, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it seems like they have let the success of Remedy kind of go to their heads, especially because uh, Remedy has their next big game uh, being published by Epic Games. So they're not necessarily guaranteed to be sticking with 505 for the uh, for the foreseeable future, and hopefully they kind of uh, go back on their announcements here because that would be nice. But uh, who knows? Uh, the PC version I mean, like, still. But
2: as, as great as Control was, I mean, I don't, I don't even, I'm not even sure how, how much that game sold. Like, it, it wouldn't surprise me to see this drop in price quickly. So again, pretty scummy, but you know, yeah. just be smart about it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I want to say it did. Very well, something like that, because they had a pretty reasonable budget, uh, and I believe they said they had kind of made the money back on that mm-hmm. uh, within the first year. Yep. Uh, so yeah, it's it did pretty well for them, mm-hmm. uh, especially for Five Hundred Five. That's typically like an indie game publisher uh, with a couple of big games there, but uh, yeah, that's kind of a uh, unfortunate news and is you know, showed people that. Uh, not everybody's going to be as uh, as uh, generous as, as even EA is, which is kind of wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that is going to be. I, I assume it's still going to be BC. Yeah. Uh, so You can play with the, maybe the the inherent like frame rate bumps that you get with the the improved hardware, but you're probably not going to get. Uh, the fancy ray tracing stuff that the the PC versions have, which you know do not need these upgrades, because uh, they already have that stuff. It would be basically bringing the console versions up to the level that the PC version has. And yeah, it's kind of a, an unfortunate spot for a remedy to be put into, because I believe I've seen when people, when uh, sites have contacted them about this, they're like, yeah, you're going to have to talk to 505. On this news,
2: it's, it's actually pretty interesting seeing how wildly inconsistent um, publishers are with uh, next gen prices. I mean, like you know, this this all started with like what NBA two K saying they'll, they'll charge seventy bucks for 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 their game, and then all of a sudden, the the company who, who seems to be doing best out of this Ubisoft, like you can buy their PS five version of um, what um, Watch Dogs for like sixty bucks, but at the same time, the the, the PS four version. Is fifty bucks with free upgrade. So, yeah. why would you not get the four version?
0: Yeah, Yeah. two K is also putting their yeah. cross gen version of NBA Two K twenty one uh, as a hundred dollar because you just get both games bundled in uh, with the. Uh, that is also the like Kobe Memorial version. So they're kind of using that to sell their next gen upgrade stuff, which is not great. Uh but yeah, it's. It's kind of wild when you got like Ubisoft and uh, some of those companies like that that are like kind of the better ones out there. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's unfortunate. I hope we see how this stuff sort of shakes out uh, here, especially going up to launch. It seems like it's at least going a lot better than it was last time around. When I think the only games that got the upgrades options were it was Call of Duty Ghosts, Madden, maybe Madden, maybe uh. Uh, Battlefield Four, and that was about it, it as like three or four games, maybe,
2: yeah at the end of the day, I mean gamers and consumers in general just need to be responsible of what they're doing, like we we're, we're probably gonna go into our third recession in twenty years, so I mean you know you've gotta hold these guys accountable, don't buy it,
0: That's... yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, show sure you're not uh not as dumb as they expect uh but uh speaking of dumb uh we've got uh epic games. Uh, makers of Fortnite, uh, who love to rail against uh, Apple and Google mm-hmm. uh, for how they run their platforms. Uh, Apple more so than Google, but uh, they decided to add in uh, via an update a way, like a direct payment system for V Bucks uh, that lowers uh, permanently lowers the cost of uh, the V-Bucks across all platforms. Uh, yeah, added direct payment system to Apple and Android cir- uh, devices, circumventing uh, the ones that they have Apple Pay and uh, Google Pay, G-Pay, whatever they call it. Um, mm-hmm. And sort of as soon as they did that, uh, pretty quickly, Apple uh, kicked them off the store, uh, removed it, and then uh, e- uh, Epic put out a trailer uh mimicking the old Apple nineteen eighty four trailer. Uh ad that they put out uh doing little in-game events around this as well. I think Google did it uh a little bit later. Uh and then Epic filed suit uh for these uh uh what they're claiming is like monopolistic practices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is uh a whole thing that they are uh, definitely was a publicity stunt, uh, trying to pull Apple and Google into a trap that they think is going to allow them to do this suit. mm mm-hmm. uh, Hopefully, I don't, know, I don't know what I don't really know what to expect out of this. It's uh, three companies that are huge, have tons of money, and they can do pissing matches all day long if they want. Yep. I don't really care about the end results on this, but. No. Be interesting if Apple ends up losing and setting some sort of precedent that they don't have to, that apps don't have to necessarily be forced into all of their systems. That
3: would be interesting to see, because um, yeah. Apple, for all intents and purposes, kind of has a bit of a monopoly on um, yeah. apps in it's, general. It's
2: and the reason why why Apple is getting more of a brunt on this than Google is because with an Android phone. Mm-hmm. Um, you can actually just go on Epic's site and download the APK. You don't actually have to go to the Google Store for that. Apple doesn't allow that at all. No. So that's that. That's where the monopolizing and the Sherman Act comes in, and that's a huge violation of it. But it's really yes. going to depend because on, on how everything is delivered. Because, well, like you guys said, these are three big companies that don't really <laughs> that, that, that don't really give a shit. They can go ahead and show how big their dicks are anyway. But yeah. the, uh, the thing that makes Epic different than everybody else. I mean, as somebody that works in mobile gaming and also hates the whole thirty percent surcharge. The thing that makes Epic different is the fact that one, they have the Epic Game Store, and two, all of their Fortnite money doesn't come from mobile anyway. Like they, they, they have Xbox, PC, and um, PlayStation where they can make money from as well. So it's not like yeah. they can hold much, a whole lot from this. And yeah. while they've removed it from the stores, you can still play it if you have the game on your phones, and they can, they can still make money that way. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Like this, like this, to me is actually some of the biggest news of the year, and like, um. If, if if you're a small developer and you know the, you see this happen and see that there there's a there's a way that you can go ahead and gain more, it'll be interesting to see how both Apple and Google try try to try to tread water here.
3: Yeah, yeah. Because uh, if Apple loses this, the, the, that is going to set a huge precedent, and it's I mean it could change the entire market.
2: Yeah. In because, the long
3: run, because uh, you've basically killed the dragon there.
2: Yeah. Or. And it's, these companies yeah. are pretty much making their own rules because one of Epic's arguments is the fact that you know, look at pretty much any e-commerce app you have on either um, Apple or Google phones. You can you can go on Best Buy's website and go ahead and buy whatever you want there for whatever same amount you can get at the store. But yeah. when it comes to games and 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 their resources, they expect that thirty percent surcharge. Yeah. So their, their their argument is it's it's not really all that different. So again, it'll be it'll be quite the fight
0: here. Yeah, and it's, then as good.
2: Um, as for the entire setup, with like you know, like Epic knew they were going to do that, and that that's why they had all these videos and stuff getting ready. And it, it, it's it's somewhat unfortunate because they're using their audience as their weapons here. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's been interesting kind of watching some of this Apple stuff because you know it's it seems like it's been a long time coming because uh, there are some companies that get uh, you know ex- exceptions uh, to some of that stuff, the the thirty percent. Uh, and others just don't really bother too much. I think with Kindle, you have to pull up the browser uh, to make purchases. The app is only for you know reading books that you purchased elsewhere. And there used to be a point where you could use Apple Pay to subscribe to like Netflix and some of those others. And I think they raised the price to uh, account for the 30% uh, surcharge on that stuff. Uh, but I think I looked up the other day and I was like, ah, oh, they don't seem to offer that anymore. Mm-hmm. You have to subscribe, you know. Uh, on your computer, and the wild thing is that this stuff seems to be doing just fine on consoles, uh, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Uh, they're offering this, and you can still get them to download. So you can see that, like, you know, Microsoft, Sony, and uh, Nintendo don't really care because they're still gonna, still gonna get their money anyway. Uh, at some points, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's all wild to see how this how this all laid out
3: because
0: mm-hmm. Uh, 'cause they just been Epic's been railing against this for the past couple of years, uh, since they got that mobile version out. And it doesn't help then that like schools aren't really going uh back into session because I assume that was also a big part of their mobile strategy. Uh mm-hmm. kids that can play during uh breaks and outside of class, uh that kind of stuff. Uh now they're at home all the time. Well they could play uh, at home, I guess, but I assume they have more responsibilities as far as parents around, all that kind of stuff. But it's, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of wild. It'll be interesting to see.
2: Yeah, and remember, like um, lower um, lower prices is, is is good for consumers, and you're mm-hmm. also getting you're also getting more to the devs. And and in the end, like that's what they want. They want the money going in the right place. Like you yeah. look at the Epic game store, and people complain about the fact that, oh yeah, I really want my shit on Steam. But if you can get it, if you can get it cheaper somewhere else and play on the same platform, who cares? Yeah. So you know, as, as big and dicky as Epic can be, they're 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 fighting for the inside here.
0: Yeah, they they know how to uh, rally up support for this stuff because uh, they know that people definitely do not like the way Apple does business. Uh. The way they kind of have a "do as I say, not as I do" kind of attitude uh, in terms of you know letting software uh, onto the system that sometimes gets found out. Oh, whoops! Uh, this uh, this has you know code in it to allow people to install emulators and this other kind of shit in it. Uh, that you know Google's Google's attitude is like whatever. If it works, fine. Whatever. They got their uh, virus protection software that. Double checks for the nasty stuff, but you know they got emulators and all games. Just assuming that you know you're a, a smart enough person to figure out if this is the for the most part. But yeah, it's uh it's gonna be wild to see how this how this affects the entire landscape. Uh, yeah, I assume it's gonna be a while before we see anything really out of this because uh, it's just now starting this lawsuit. So, has to go through all the shit that's going to happen. And yeah, it especially doesn't help that uh, Congress had their big uh, whole thing about monopolies in tech. Uh, a thing with uh, Facebook. It was Facebook, Google, uh, Apple, and I don't forget who else was there. Maybe Amazon. When you get the, the old people talking about tech that they don't know about. Part that is pretty funny, but uh, <laughs> plenty, plenty of talk about, you know. Uh, Facebook, you know realizing Instagram is gonna be a big competitor to them, that kind of stuff. Uh, ways of getting around competition is just to buy it uh, before it gets too big so that you can actually afford it and uh, make it part of your strength. Uh, but yeah, that's uh that's the whole epic games versus Apple and Google thing. Uh, if you already have the games on your system on your phones, you're fine. you can do whatever. Uh, but for the time being, uh, no new people. Uh, fine,
2: okay. yeah.
0: yeah. And if you're on consoles and PC and whatever, that stuff's going through just fine. Doesn't seem like any of those companies care uh, for the consoles. Uh, but yeah, that is uh, that is it for this week. Uh, a pretty good slate of news here. And uh, yeah, feel free to subscribe via Anchor.fm, any of the other podcast platforms. Just search... Day Zero update. If you're one of the people that somehow is listening to this and hasn't subscribed, uh, but otherwise, uh, we'll be back next week with uh, a new slate of news as we, uh, hopefully at some point here get ready for some more big releases. Because there's, yeah,
3: we're, uh, just, uh, fall, autumn is just around the corner, and, uh, that's when the, uh, when it kind of, when the floodgates kind of open before the holidays, so.
0: Yeah, when we get uh, Madden coming out here in a few weeks, that's the mm-hmm. the traditional signifier that uh, stuff is uh, allowed to release again. The do have some stuff coming up here. I'm looking at this, uh, UFC 4 is out, or it's out now? And I heard anybody talk about that. Uh, yeah, Flight Sim is out next Tuesday, or this Tuesday. Battletoads is Thursday, then. Uh, Apparently the PGA Tour 2K21 is out on Friday. Uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, that I don't think I've heard Square talk about in uh, a month or two, is out. 27th. Mm -hmm. Moon is out then. There's Tell Me Why, Chapter 1, Surgeon Sin 2.
2: You mentioned Battletoads?
0: Yeah, it's the 20th this Thursday. Yeah.
3: Also, uh, October—you know what comes out in October?
0: Cold Steel Four. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Cold Steel Four. T- yeah, two days later in Japan, it's Ten Tensei Three. Yep. And Watchdog Legions, Dirt Five, and Star Wars Squadrons, and Crash Bandicoot Four start off that month. There's some good stuff. We just still don't know like most of what's coming out this fall because everybody's saying holiday. That doesn't mean anything for a calendar. Uh, but yeah, this will, be, uh, this will be interesting, probably one of the most interesting falls because we're halfway through August and we still don't really know what's coming out this fall. We have a couple things with dates, but uh, a lot of it is just vague. I'll be out some point here in the next few yeah. months. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is... that like, you know. Yeah, that'll be out some point here. Mm-hmm. Assuming for launch. Well, it's... it's also going
2: to be a 4 games. Like, yeah. a lot of those... Um... A lot of those indie games shown during the um, presentation were actually PS4 games that that could be bought for PS5 as well. So
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, if Snacks gets I
3: know uh, games, Cyberpunk you know. 2077, isn't that supposed to get like a free upgrade for
2: next? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that, that's why I got it for Xbox. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but if uh, Snacks gets delayed, uh, everybody's just going to destroy the... Uh, Sony and Microsoft for delaying all these games. <laughs> that'll be their last... That's the last one that they... That's the mm-hmm. last straw that gets broken. Yep. So it's all up to the young horses there. Uh, if you guys can't get this game finished, nobody kidding this fall. We're just canceling it. Putting the whole industry online. But hey, we'll be back next week. Hopefully we got some good news. Or something crazy again like this Epic stuff. Cause, yeah. jeez. It's just a shame we're at the very beginning of this and can't see, like, how it evolves. hmm uh, But, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I am your host, Chris Logie, with Patrick Mifflin, Brandon Perkins, and Dan Ray victorio i yep. will see you guys again next week. Later!